Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. Before I get into the message, I want to share something with you all. Now, allow me to just have some fun with you, alright? What I'm about to say, do not take real serious at this time. I'm trying to illustrate something. I want to get a point across to you, alright? So don't, don't go running out of here when I tell you a few things, okay? I, I don't mean it. But, here we go. The Lord told me something this week. The Lord, the Lord gave me this. The Lord told me that Donald Trump is going to be our next president. He told me Donald Trump's going to be the next president, and during his administration, the rapture is going to come. God, what are you laughing at me for? God told me that. All right? He told me that, and you know what? I got Bible to prove it. God left us something in His Word, hidden in His Word. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. When? At the last trump. (laughs) And that was God showing us that basically so when Donald Trump becomes president, we're getting raptured during that time. So He will be the next president. You all stop laughing at me. God told me that. Obviously, God didn't tell me that. But have you ever heard somebody get up and say, God told me something, and then they just tell you something completely off the wall like that? Is that not? And I've heard that many times. And I hate when people say that. Okay? And usually, whenever somebody says, God told me something, it's usually something completely foolish like that. But what are you supposed to say? I mean, God told them, right? You know, they're like, God told me to do this. And then if you say, no, you shouldn't do that. Oh, well, I'm going to listen to God over you. I mean, and it's like it's a power play, so you can't say anything against what they just told you because God told them. I mean, God's the highest authority, right? And so, you know, what, who am I to speak out against what they just said? You know, who are you to laugh at me? You know, if God told me that, then it, it's got to happen. But you know what? People say God told them things all the time, and it doesn't happen. So, I think it's safe to say God didn't tell them that, isn't it? And I want to, you know, how do we combat that? You know, how do we uh, make sure we don't do that? Okay? I imagine we've all probably done that before. We felt like God told us something. And I'm not going to say that God never tells you anything, but many times the things that we say God said, there's no way God said that. You know, the way we say He told us something, there's no way God did that. You know, and how do we tell what's from God and what's not from God? But Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through 10, I want to start reading off here. But he says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if it yet please men, I should not be a servant of Christ. And I think everybody ought to underline that verse in their Bible. And I, I think one of our biggest problems in churches today is we over-spiritualize things sometimes and just don't take the Bible for what it says. And it says, you know, though we or an angel from heaven, if anyone preaches anything contrary to the Word of God, the Bible says, let him be accursed. 
Okay? I mean, anybody, I don't care who it is, preach any other gospel. Okay? He said, there's, there's only one gospel. I heard a very well-known, well-respected preacher in our circles the other day preaching, saying there's three gospels. And I was just, what? It, you know what I say? Let him be accursed. Oh, but you can't say that about him. I mean, he, he's this great, wonderful man of God. Well, according to the Bible, even if an angel or we, if the Apostle Paul himself shows up and says another, preaches another gospel, the Bible says, let him be accursed. So I don't care who it is. The Bible says, it doesn't matter who it is, if they preach any other gospel, let him be accursed. I'm going to look at that person like they're lost, like they're on their way to hell. If they preach any other gospel, that's what the Bible says to do. They try to preach another gospel, which is not another, but they try to pervert the gospel. We're not supposed to listen. We're not supposed to listen to that. But you know what? Many of these people, many of the things that they do, and many preachers especially, they will get up and they will say, God told me this. You know, God showed me this. And whenever somebody says, God told me, that is a way to stop you from doubting. You know, don't you dare doubt what God said. You know, preachers use it. Church members will do it sometime. If they'll, you know, they, they know what their pastor thinks for the most part about things. You know, they've listened to him preach for years. They know what he thinks. And so many times when they're going to do something that they know their pastor will disagree with, they will come to him and say, God told me to do this. You know, God told me to leave your church and go to the Catholic church. Well, now the pastor can't say anything because God told them. He doesn't want to look like he thinks he's in authority above God. But I'm here today to tell you, God's not going to tell you to do that. Okay? But people will say that He did all the time. I mean, people, people have said that God told them to cook their kids before. I mean, that, there's crazy people out there. People all the time, they'll say things like this. And you know, sometimes we just need to come out and just say, you know what, God didn't tell you that. And that, that's the truth. But you know, and it's funny too how people who don't usually bring up God or anything spiritual in conversations, those are the people that like to say God said, God told me. You know, we uh, we prayed about it. Whenever people make foolish decisions, when I I notice these people usually will say God said over and over again, and we prayed about it over and over again. And I talk to people when they're doing something I think is foolish, like we prayed about it, we prayed about it. We, they kept, they keep bringing up how they prayed about it, and it's like. Well, good, I'm glad you prayed about it, but why are you telling me this 14 times? Is it because you know I'm going to think this is a foolish decision? Is it because you know yourself that this is a bad idea? And you know who am I to say anything against what you prayed about and what God told you? And you know, a lot of times we say these things just trying to you know, convince ourselves. You know, they'll say, I believe it's God's will over and over again. And these are, they're all methods to stop people from saying anything against what we're doing. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you know, one thing I've learned is, you know, when you, when a person is really confident, when someone knows what they're doing is right, it doesn't matter what everyone else says. It really doesn't. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But, first thing though, how do we know if God really said something, okay? Well, first of all, God will never tell you to do anything that contradicts His Word. 
Okay, I mean, just mark it down right there. If anyone comes and says, God told me, and whatever they comes out of their mouth next contradicts the Word of God, God didn't tell them to do that. God will not contradict His Word. Psalms 138.2 I will worship toward Thy holy temple and praise Thy name for Thy loving kindness and for Thy truth, for Thou hast magnified Thy Word above all Thy name. You see that right there? God magnified His Word above His name. And and most people too, if you if they come to you and say God told me, and then you show them where the Bible says something different, they most people feel like God trumps the Bible. But here's the thing, God's word, He God Himself said, "I've magnified My word above My name." Now, why would He do that? Because God knew of all the people that would be out there saying God said, God said, God said. And you know, isn't it isn't it terrible? How do you feel when people put words in your mouth? I mean, especially when it's something really foolish. You know, when, I, I've had, I mean, I've had people do that to me before. You know, they're like, you know, you said this, and it's like, I don't remember saying that. I remember there was a lady who came to church here early on. They didn't last real long, but I remember she was always saying, and you know, like you always say, she would say that to me over and over again. I was like, I don't remember ever saying that. In fact, I never did say that. But have you ever done it before somebody come to you and hey, so-and-so told me you said this and you didn't say it? I mean, don't you love when that happens? No, you don't. You hate when that happens. But we do it to God all the time. God said this and God didn't say it. And that's why God gave us His Word so people can't do that. Okay, And God's Word trumps the name of God. If somebody comes to you in the name of God and says something that's contrary to what the Bible says, the Bible trumps that. Okay? Because anybody can say they come in the name of God. Anybody can say, God told me this, and we have to have some way to check. We have to have some way to figure out if that's truth, and so we have the Word of God. And this should trump every argument. Trump. I keep using that word trump, you know. That's another sign. It's, you know, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to tell you right now, not a big Donald Trump fan. But anyway, uh, just a side note. But God, He will not do that. And so if someone comes and says, God told me, and there's something else in the Bible, okay, God didn't say it. I just, I just read an article this morning written by a Mormon talking about how all the Christian groups need to unite. I don't know how Mormons include themselves in the Christian group. They're so far off base. But the Mormon religion, they teach. You know, their Book of Mormon they got. Their other testament they got. Their other gospel that they received, it was given to them by an angel. Okay, now, you know what? Fine, I'll give them that. Okay, you got your gospel from an angel. Well, you know what the Bible says? If you get a gospel from an angel, let it be accursed. It was a bad angel. It was a, it was a fallen angel. And you're not supposed to do that. Okay, God's word trumps that. I don't care. I mean, if an angel showed up and lit this place up with his brightness and it gives us something that is contrary to the Word of God, you know what we do? We say, you know, even Satan himself can be transformed into an angel of light. That's what the Bible says. And so we are not going to listen and God will never tell you to do anything that contradicts His Word. Whenever we say anything contrary to the Word of God, you know what we're doing? We are making God a liar. We're calling God a liar. First John chapter 1, verse 8 says, if we say that we have no sin... 
We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. We make Him a liar. So, how are we saying God's a liar? Well, we're, if you say you have no sin and the Bible says you do have sin and you're saying you don't, you're saying God lied, aren't you? I mean, if you're contradicting the Bible, if you're contradicting the Word of God, we are essentially saying that God is a liar. And there are many people out there, they're not saying it in that way. They're not saying, well, God's a liar. But when they say something that contradicts the Bible, that is what they're doing according to the Word of God. So, we just need to remember that. You know, sometimes, you know, you know, Sometimes we too we just we over spiritualize everything, and we cause confusion. Okay, you know, you know, for example, uh, you know, maybe when you go out to lunch today, and the waitress asks you, asks you, hey, what type of potato do you want? Well, I really feel like the Lord wants me to have baked potato over a French fried uh, potato. I feel like that's the Lord wants, and you say that. I believe that's what the Lord wants, and then you eat the baked potato, and you get sick from it. Lord, what were you trying to do? I was doing what you told me to do and now I'm sick from this baked potato. You know what? Yeah, Maybe God didn't tell you. Know, you know, some, we do. We, we make too big of a deal. You know, the gro- at the grocery store, what do you want? Paper or plastic? Well, you know, I don't want to murder any trees so I'll use plastic. I believe the Lord wants me to use plastic. God told me to use plastic. I prayed about it. And then I went and I took the plastic bag home and my little kid put it over their head and they suffocated. Now, what was the Lord trying to tell me? You know, why did God do that to me? I, I listened to what He said. Maybe He didn't tell you. Maybe He's trying to tell you to stop being a tree hugger and He'll save your kids. But yeah, sometimes too, we do, we just, we, we over spiritualize everything. It's like we, you know, we act like God's telling us all this stuff all the time. And listen, God, he doesn't speak to us in that audible voice. You know, he speaks to us through his word, and it's okay to be. We all, I believe we ought to be a principled people. We ought to do everything we do in our life. It ought to be based off the scripture. Or if there's something that this Bible doesn't spell out, we go off of biblical principles. And when you do that, when your life is based off of biblical principles, most of your decisions are already made for you. I mean, it's amazing the things that people the temptations they find themselves in sometimes where it's like, you know, that decision already be, already be made ahead of time. You know, for example, you know, I don't know if the Lord wants me to date this boy. I, I know he's lost. I know he's not a Christian, but I really believe that God has put him in my life. You know what? You ought to be able to read the Bible and say, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And just make the decision before the guy comes along that if he's lost, he's out of the picture. And when he comes along, see, but people are like, I don't know what God's trying to tell me. God's not trying to tell you anything. God already told you not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So decisions already made. Person's lost. They're out of the picture. I mean, it's amazing the things that we struggle over and that we agonize over, things that are spelled out in the scripture, and we act like God's complicating everything. We act like God's confusing everything. I don't know what the Lord's trying to tell me. You know, the Lord's not trying to tell you anything. The Lord already told you something. And you need to listen to what the Lord already told you. Okay? Listen, I know I should go to church today, but you know, why would the Lord tell me to go to church 
and have my favorite TV program come on at the same time. The Lord had nothing to do with that. Okay, The devil did trying to tempt you and get you out of church, but we blame God for it, don't we? You know, why, why, why does God do all these things? Listen, God's already told us what to do, and we need to just learn to start making these decisions ahead of time. I don't care what's coming on TV. I'm going on, I'm going to church. It's not an issue. You know, we don't have to pray about it. You know, my family and I, on Wednesday, when we're, when we're gone, we're not going to get together and have a prayer meeting to decide whether or not we're going to go visit a church on Wednesday. That decision is already made. We go to church. On Wednesday, doesn't matter where we are, and you know what? We've already found one that we're going to, we're planning on visiting. We don't have to pray about it. We don't have to ask God. Okay, God's already told us. We've already established some principles in our life, and so we're not going to agonize over it. We're not going to struggle. We're not going to get these conflicting messages. And if we go to that church and somebody comes in and shoots it up, and we get shot and injured, we're not going to be scratching our head, Lord, why did You tell us to go to the church when we were just going to get shot? You know, we're just going to feel like we got shot doing the will of God. It was obviously okay. I mean, it's, it's amazing the, thing, the way we complicate everything. And we do it saying, God said, when God didn't say. And so, you know, these decisions, you ought to make them ahead of time. But we do, we just... We over-spiritualize everything. We cause confusion. And we just need to, you know, we need to become principled people that just, our decisions have already been made. Okay? And, you know, what, you know, what are we going to do if, you know, if this happens? What are we going to do if they pass these laws? You know, we're going to do what we've always been doing. We're going to obey the scriptures. We're going to obey the word of God. We're going to do what we, what we've always done. But, so, God will never tell you to do anything that contradicts His Word. God will also never tell you to tell you one thing and another thing to somebody else through the same Scripture. Okay, go to Second Peter chapter one and verse twenty. Okay, you know there's a verse in the Bible I've used this one before. You know it says, "Let him who stole steal no more." Okay, that sounds pretty clear. You know if you've stolen, don't do it anymore. But you know, another person can read it and say, "Let him who stole steal." You know, and then I've heard it before that you know, no more. Let him work with his own hands. People have kind of you know tried to change the wording and stuff. Have fun with that. That's not what you know. The Bible says in Second Peter chapter one and verse twenty. Look what it says: Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved. By the Holy Ghost. Okay? It's not of any private interpretation. When you read the Bible, it doesn't mean one thing for you and another thing for somebody else. Okay? It means the same thing for everyone. I had a family member one time that gave me a CD that I needed to listen to. I mean, this was some great preaching on there. You need to hear this message. This message is so great. And it was some of the worst preaching I ever heard, by the way. I threw the CD away. I listened to the whole thing. But you know, first of all, the guy wasn't even using the right Bible. And it made sense that this guy wouldn't even use the right Bible because he was talking about how it's wrong for you to have a problem with somebody else because they don't interpret the Scripture the same way that you interpret the Scripture. How dare you have a problem with them? And listen, it's not my job to interpret the Scripture. It's my job to do what it says. 
You know, you might interpret the Bible one way, but maybe they interpret it another way. Wait, doesn't the Bible say that no scripture is of any private interpretation? It means the same thing for everyone. Okay? And people, they think they can do that. They think that they can come up with their own way, but listen, there, it's, there is no private interpretation. So if you say the scripture says one thing and I say it means another thing, one of us are wrong. Okay? One of us are have gotten it wrong, we can't both be right. And God does not tell one person one thing from the Scriptures and somebody else something different. But yet, you can have two different groups saying God's Word says something completely different, can't you? And whenever that happens, you know you need to look a little closer. And usually, the one who's right is the one who interprets the Bible literally. Okay, and it's usually the one who's right, and a lot of times they over spiritualize these things. But listen, the, the scripture it means what it says, it, and that that's all there is to it. It means what it said. You know, sometimes people and sometimes preachers lie. I know I just revealed something to you there that you didn't know, but I, it's it's possible. In First uh, Kings chapter thirteen, verse eighteen, it's a story of a, a young prophet and an old prophet, and God had given the young prophet some specific commands, and then an old prophet comes along, and he said unto him, "I am a prophet also as thou art." And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, "Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water." And it was true; the man was a prophet. But look what it says after that. It says, but he lied unto him. The prophet lied. Sometimes preachers lie. Sometimes they will say the Bible means one thing when it means something else. Maybe, you know, maybe they're innocent. Maybe they don't know they're lying. But did you know that when you spread something that's false, even if you think it's true, it's still a lie? Your innocence doesn't turn a lie into truth. Okay? And there are people that are out there that teach that you have to work your way to heaven. And they think they're telling the truth, but are they telling the truth? No. So if they're not telling the truth, what are they doing? They're lying. Okay. And sometimes people just they get things wrong, and they and it's it's a lie. And sometimes it's on purpose. With that prophet, it was on purpose. If you go on, you read that story. That prophet that lied to the young prophet after he gets the man to disobey God. God gives him a prophecy and he tells him, hey, since you disobeyed God, you're going to die. And he was telling the truth then and the guy went and he died. I mean, you know, go, go read 1 Kings chapter 13. It's an interesting chapter, but sometimes preachers lie. And you know what? People usually listen to the one that tells them what they want to hear. That's usually the way it goes. And listen, you can always find someone who will agree with you. There's always someone out there that will agree. And the truth is, when you speak the truth, you're usually going to be in the minority. And we're not going to read the whole story, but in 1 Kings chapter 22, I love, first, I love this story in 1 Kings chapter 22. You have Micaiah the prophet. He's a good guy. And all the, all the false prophets, they're all in agreement. They're all coming together. And then they, you know, but the king, he knew these guys are a bunch of phonies. And he said, isn't there a prophet of the Lord? Yeah, I was like, yeah, there's one. But I hate him. That's what he said, you know, Micaiah. But I hate him. He's like, well, I want to hear from a prophet of the Lord. And Micaiah came along and just kind of, you know, being uh, sarcastic, he went and told them what everybody else was saying. And they knew, you're lying. Tell us what God told you. And he's like, okay, fine. 
you're going to lose the battle. He's like, God told me that He's like, I'm going to be a lying spirit in the mouth of all those other prophets. That way they will go and fight that battle and they will lose and they'll be because they deserve to die. And you know what he went and he did? He went and he smacked him in the face. And they ended up throwing him in prison. And guess who ended up being right? Micaiah. The one all by himself. The one who was in the minority. But they did. They were mad at him. Why won't you tell us what all the other prophets are saying? Why can't you be in agreement? Why can't you unite? And you know what? We're hearing a bunch of that stuff right now because guess who's showing up in town this week? The Pope's coming to town. And all, all these religious leaders from all these different denominations, they're all coming to hear Him. They're all uniting. But you know what? There are people like me that aren't uniting, that I don't care, and I'm not going to get my marching orders from them. And I believe I know what he's going to say. I think he's going to say a bunch of junk about the environment. We've got to protect our planet. We've got to love our planet. This guy is an environmentalist wacko. And they use all that stuff just to control. And he's going to say a whole bunch of stuff about us all uniting, about all religions coming together. And I'm not uniting with a religion that says you've got to go through Mary to get to Christ. I don't believe that. I'm not going to go unite with a religion that says you've got to do the sacraments, you've got to be good to go to heaven. I'm not going to go with a group that with a guy that says basically, you know, he's forgiven everybody of all their sins, and he's I mean, this is the most ecumenical pope I've ever seen. I'm not going to go with a guy that I'm suspicious could be the false prophet of Revelation. I don't know that, but I've got my eye on him. <laughs> I'm watching. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised. It might not happen, but I'm watching to see if maybe he just introduced the Antichrist to the world. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that's it, but I've got my eye on him. I've got my eye on him. And what he preaches, it's another gospel. And I I do think most people, I think the media news media will be able to accurately report that most people are going to unite with what he says and are going to agree with what he says. And people like us that don't agree, we are going to be looked at as just terrible, intolerant people. Why can't you just get along with everybody else? You know why? Because like Micaiah, we have to speak the Word of God. We cannot go against this. And I don't care what he says. I don't care if he says, God told me. And he might do that. And people will believe it because he's the Pope. But those speaking the truth usually are a minority. And I have, I have never seen a Pope unite people like this guy has. And not in a good way. And so I've got my eye on him. I'm watching him. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. See, God is not, and this is another thing. God is not going to tell you anything new. Okay? You're not going to receive this new revelation that no one else has ever seen, that no one else ever knew about. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8 says, Charity never faileth. But whether they be prophecies, there be prophecies, they shall fail. Okay? In other words, you know, prophesying and preaching are similar to a certain extent. But you know, there's been a lot of prophecies from false prophets that weren't right, were they? There's things that, you know, I could be totally wrong about what the Pope is going to announce when he comes to town. Okay, you know, but at the same time, a prophecy, a real prophecy, it's something that is God inspired, okay? And there are no, God is not, there are no new prophecies right now. 
Okay, and also when it says fail, they're they're going to stop. They're going to end. Okay, any preacher that comes along and preaches something to you that you can't find in this Bible, it's not of God. We don't see any new prophecies that are going to be coming along except for the two witnesses in Revelation that they are going to prophesy during that time. And they're going to they're going to do some miracles and things. God is going to inspire them to say a few things, but we're going to be gone by that point. And so any preaching that you hear, it's that's new stuff, okay, it's not of God. Okay, you're not going to get anything new. Prophecies, they'll fail. Um, whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Okay? I'm not going to preach about tongues again. We talk about it Wednesday. But we do not speak in tongues anymore. And the tongue talking that goes on in churches today does not even resemble the tongue talking that took place in the Bible. But tongues shall, they shall cease. They're done. Okay? Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Do you understand that back when Paul was preaching, he didn't have a Bible he could carry around like we do today. They didn't have the completed Scripture. These guys were preaching. They were prophesying. And they were teaching things that were new. Things that the world had never heard. Things that hadn't been preached. If you don't think they taught anything new, then why do we have books like 1 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians? There was new stuff in there. Those were prophecies, but they were inspired of God. And we have them today. We have that which is perfect. We have that which is complete. We have the Scriptures. And so if somebody comes along and says, God told me, and it's something new, something that's not in the Scriptures, it's not of God. Okay, Just understand that. It's not of God. You're not going to get anything new. So that that is an important thing to remember because many people too, well, this is this is a new revelation that God just gave me because we're just about to go into the end times and so we need a little more now. You know, why don't you just go ahead and just write it the newer testament? You know, this is for the last days people. <laughs> no. We have everything we need. In the scriptures, it's all in the, it's all here in the Bible. And if somebody comes up with something new, some new teaching, it's not of God. God didn't give it to them. Okay, and you know one of the things that I learn more and more all the time as I study the Bible, as I study history, is there is there is nothing new. I was reading some of Spurgeon's stuff last night that he was saying about the end times, and you the same things they were fighting about that we're fighting about today. They were fighting about back then. I mean, the exact same stuff. You just swore he wrote this stuff yesterday. You know why? Because there's no no new thing under the sun. There's nothing new. There's no new teaching. There's no new revelation. Every We don't need a new Bible. This has it all. And anybody that comes along with some new teaching... Now, there's sometimes there might be a teaching maybe we forgot about, some teaching that we got away from, but it will be clearly in the Scriptures. Okay, But nothing new. And if they have to go outside the Word of God, I don't care who they say it came from, it is not of God. Okay? So, just simply and real quickly, how does God lead us? Well, He God guides and directs us through the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit that dwells in our heart. Okay, so now, oh, so now I just need to start saying, well, the Holy Spirit told me. Okay, but you know what? The Holy Spirit works the same way. The Holy Spirit, He mainly uses the Scripture. He'll He'll point you to Scripture. He'll help you find Scripture. The Holy Spirit will maybe just cause something to jump out at you when you're reading the Bible. You know, the Holy Spirit will cause maybe you to listen better. And whenever maybe the you know I'm preaching, 
He'll point something out. Hey, listen to that. That's what you need. That's what you were looking for. You know, the Holy Spirit might direct me to preach something that was on your heart, something that you needed, but He's always going to use Scripture. Okay? He helps us notice these things. He helps make us more sensitive to certain things, but it's always going to be pointing us to Scripture. Okay? That's what the Holy Spirit does, just like God. And the Holy Spirit will never contradict the Bible. The Holy Spirit, He can use people or an event in your life to point you in the right direction. And once again, He'll use Scriptures many times. I told you about that that video I watched on Wednesday where I heard these people speaking in tongues and it was like the Holy Spirit directed me to a passage. It reminded me of a verse in the Bible that I knew. And That's how the Holy Spirit works. He's always using the Scripture. Okay? And so just understand that, you know, that's why we gotta stay in the Word of God. So instead of saying, God told me, we should say things like, you know, I believe the Holy Spirit is leading me in this direction. That'd be more, you know, and if it doesn't contradict the Bible, you're okay. You know, say, or, or you can say that God has given me assurance I'm doing the right thing through the Scripture. Okay? Now, I believe you know, the Lord has given me assurance that I'm doing the right thing because you know, I asked the Lord, you know, Lord, if I'm doing the right thing, you know, make the sun shine tomorrow. You know, but if, if I'm doing the wrong thing, make it storm. And the sun shone the next day. That, that's not how God does it. Okay? I know God did the thing for Hezekiah where He made the thing turn back. You know, But we have the completed Scriptures now. We don't need those things. We have God's Word. And so, you know, or you can just say, you know, the Holy Spirit has given me peace about this. And whenever you say any of those things, if you really mean them, you will have no problem with anyone questioning your decision. I worry about people that just can't handle anyone questioning them. I worry about preachers that you mean nobody nobody can ever doubt anything they say. Nobody can ever ask them questions about anything they say. Assurance from Scripture will cause you to be completely unshakable when everyone else is against you. I mean, if, if... Hopefully, you all are strong enough in the Scripture that if I got it, if somebody came up to you or I came up to you and said, "Hey, you know what? You can lose your salvation." You know, I'm not going to be bothered by that. You come to me and tell me, you know, I, Brother Tommy, I don't believe you're saved. Okay, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I had a fellow one time, a Pentecostal fellow, that told me he did not believe I was going to heaven because I'd never spoken in tongues. And you know what? I didn't get mad. I really, I didn't get scared. I really didn't. When he told me that, it didn't. It didn't bother me. Now it bothered me a little bit for him, because I thought if he's dependent on tongues to get him to heaven, I don't think he's saved. But it didn't bother me. I didn't get scared. I didn't get mad. You know why? Because I know what the Bible says on that. I have assurance that I'm saved. I have assurance from the Scripture, and. And I tell you, the Lord has really given me peace in a lot of things. Things that used to make me mad when people would bring them up, I've realized the reason I would get so mad and defensive is because I wasn't sure. I didn't have assurance. I wasn't strong. I didn't know what the Scripture said in these areas. And when people would disagree with me, I'd get all frazzled and all, you know, get my nose out of joint. And now, when people disagree with me, it doesn't bother me because I know what the Scripture says. And when you have assurance in the Scripture, it's not going to matter. You won't care if somebody comes up and questions. You won't care if they tell you you're doing the wrong thing. You know, all the time on the news media, there's a new study that comes out that says spanking doesn't work. Spanking will make your kids criminals and all this stuff. 
it, I don't get scared. Like, oh my goodness, I'm in the wrong line of work. I'm supposed to be in prison right now because my parents spanked me. You know, you know, I, I don't. I'm not worried that my kids are gonna, you know, go to prison and all these. You know. I know what the Bible says about it, and sometimes, yeah, you know, I, I just I laugh at it. And when you know what the Scripture says, you can be confident you're doing the right thing and you will be confident when you know for yourself. If you're just going off what I tell you and you don't know the Scripture yourself, when you get questioned, when somebody doubts you, you're going to get frazzled. You're going to get your nose out of joint. But when you know what the Bible says yourself, it doesn't matter anymore. It does matter when you're not sure. But when you've gotten that assurance... When you know what the Bible says, boy, the, the power it gives you, the peace that it gives you, the strength that comes from that, you really don't care. I had a lady, the lady that was trying to help us buy this church when we first came here. Things weren't looking real good, and you know, it, this building already had an offer that had been accepted, and we were still wanting to pursue it, and she didn't want to, she didn't even want us to go forward on it. She said, "I think you're wasting your time," and she said, "And you know what else?" She said, I didn't get into the Hall of Fame of Realtors by, you know, beating around the bush. I just tell people how it is. She said, you know what? I think this is a bad time to start a church around here. You know what? There's already other Baptist churches around here. Uh, the economy is not doing very good. I don't think people are going to want to come. I don't think, pe- think people are going to want to give money towards it. And I just think it's a bad time. And you know what? I said, well, okay, fine. And, and you know, it didn't bother me. Because I knew... I felt like I knew what God wanted to do. He'd given me peace, and it didn't matter what she said. And I didn't say these in these words, but you know, I was like, okay, I think you're a bad realtor, and I'm going to get a new one. And, and that's exactly what we did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, imagine a realtor telling you this is a bad time to buy. I mean, you know, otherwise, have you ever told anybody that? I mean, you don't tell people that. It's always a good time to buy. You know, <laughs> you know it just, it, it, even if, it, I mean, we know how, we know how that goes, but it, it literally didn't bother me. I didn't scratch my head. Lord, am I supposed to start a church? I know what you're, you know, you're, how you've been leading me, but a person just told me something to the contrary. It, it didn't bother me. I had that kind of confidence. And that's how you'll be no matter what anybody says. And so with that, let's all stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed.